Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society, where for $5 a month, you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepier or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of this American life and a little bit of in search of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. For this episode, we've got a very special guest, uh, Mr. Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project. Very cool because... Uh, unbeknownst to me, there was another uh, Bigfoot-themed podcast, as you'll find out, in the central Iowa area. What are the chances? Uh, it's Bigfoot Society, and it's the Bluff Creek Project Podcast with Tate Hieronymus. Very cool. I enjoyed this interview. Uh, a lot of really interesting talk about some people you may not uh, suspect being involved with Bigfooting. So go ahead, check it out. All right. Thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the privilege of having with me tonight, Mr. Tate Hieronymus uh, from the Bluff Creek Project podcast. Correct, sir? You are indeed correct. Awesome. And uh, we have an amazing uh, connection. Um, if you want to go ahead and uh, and share what that, that connection is, Tate. So... I'm thinking the connection. I'm gonna say two, just so I don't sound stupid. Oh, oh it's gonna get super <laughs> crazy because I I can only think of one. But go ahead. Well, I'm actually friends with Cliff and Melissa, and that's why I heard oh, her yeah. podcast. But okay. we're f- we're both from Iowa, Des Moines. That that is true. Uh, and so, listeners, what are the what are the chances that two amazing Bigfoot podcasts would be in the central Iowa area? Um. I don't, it's gotta be crazy, a crazy coincidence, but I was blown away when I found out that you're in the central Iowa area. Um, go ahead. And so, uh, kind of explain what it is that you do and, um, yeah, what, what the bluff Creek project, uh, podcast is and all that. So, uh, I'll start off by saying uh, about what the bluff Creek project is. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't join till like way later. Okay. I, I want to say maybe 2016, give or take. But the Bluff Creek Project were the guys that rediscovered the Patterson-Gimlin film site. Oh, yeah. So they had a big hand in doing that and rediscovering that. And they're still doing a bunch of work down there. 
And so when I came along, I kind of thought about doing a podcast, how cool that would be. Because mm-hmm. like you can only do so much with like posting pictures on Facebook and Instagram every trip, you know? Sure. But it's cool with a podcast. You can like say what the latest development is. You can go on for an hour at least yep. saying this yep. and that and keep everybody <clears throat> updated of what's going on. So I was like, we should totally do that. And, you know, no, I love it. Long story short, now we did that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, fl- flesh things out a bit because uh, I really want to make sure people realize what's going on here. So there is um, a Bluff Creek film project, right? Is your video on YouTube? And so pretty much, and uh, tell me if I'm getting this right, but pretty much you guys went to the actual filming uh, site um, where they filmed Patty. And you figured out where it is and you watched that video. I watched it um, a few weeks ago and you've actually figured out, okay, on this frame, there's this tree. This is this stump now. And it's like some weird, crazy back to the future thing. You're wearing the DeLorean shirt, but it's like, it, it messes with your head. You're like, holy mackerel. Like I'm standing right over here. This is where it is in the video. Like that is pretty much the, one of the coolest things I've seen happen in the bigfoot uh community so far like hats off to you guys that is amazing yeah i was like well when i wanted to make the film you know they were like trying to figure out where stumps were and trees were and that was like their big thing trying to find the site um so when i made the video i used old photos and the photo from Mm -hmm. the pg film and then i took videos of Robert talking about the stumps and then showed the stumps in correlation in the yeah, photos. That's no, good. It, it's confusing to say, but if you watch it, it makes a lot more sense. It is. But it's well done and hats off to you. I tried. I mean, it's my first little film project. Originally, it was 30 minutes long and there was so much I cut out. Of oh, no. And Are you serious? There, I'm dead serious. There was no narration either. Um, and I. I played it at this thing called the Bigfoot Bonanza in San Francisco. Oh yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I was, I, it was that was bad because I was in the front row, and it's a thirty-minute video, and I'm like already sweating what people are thinking of it. <laughs> stupid, stupid motorcycles. Um, You're good. Those angels out there. It's um, yeah, it's so- that Des Moines crazy <laughs> motorcycle gangs. Look out, kids. Hate them one like that. Um, so I was up there and I'm playing this video or my film, and I had to pee so bad. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like, oh, "This no. is gonna look very bad if I have to get up from my <laughs> own film." The creator is like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> <laughs> and what made it worse is I'm in the front row, so it's like oh, I have geez, to walk past yeah. all these people. So I had to endure a full bladder of thirty minutes. So that was fun, <laughs> but. No, the original or now what it is is 15 minutes and that's free and public and on YouTube for everybody to watch. It's so cool. So cool. Uh, do you have the, do you still have the, the extra footage? I do. Yeah. Dude, you should make like a, a like, um, what would you call it? Like a extra, like a, like a director's know. cut, I guess. Yeah. Director's cut or something. That would be awesome. I don't know. <laughs> I would watch. You'd have at least one watcher. Uh, that would be me. <laughs> um, That's all I need, man. Also, also, you. I'm glad you pointed this out um, on the uh, the sheet that you you sent over. 
you have an interesting narrator for that uh that video and i really so i want to know so go ahead and tell who it is but then tell me how in the world you got hooked up with that narrator because like that's a, a pretty cool mic to drop with like oh yeah and by the way this is this person <laughs> i mean not to brag i don't like no, bragging, go ahead but i had to uh I had to tell you, so you're aware of it. So yeah, it gives no, you more interesting stuff to talk about. Um, exactly. The narrator name, her name, it's a she, her mm-hmm. name was Holiday Reinhorn. Yeah. And for people who don't know who that is, that is the wife of the actor Rain Wilson from <laughs> the, from the well, oh, what is it, NBC? Uh, yeah, NBC what, The Office. It? NBC The Office, yeah. yeah. He's also in The Rocker. Um, oh yeah i forgot about the rocker his very yeah. first mo- his very very first movie was galaxy quest with tim allen yes yes he was in galaxy he, quest yeah he was in galaxy quest so oh, yeah. yeah it's holiday reinhardt and it's the wife of actor rain wilson dwight Schrute from the office wow so so that was super cool and super nice and i'm super grateful for her and uh spoiler alert she's going to be on our podcast soon hopefully she has such a busy schedule though (laughs) okay so it's like you guys so you are are only like what five you're lower than 10 episodes or no uh how many episodes do you have we had shane corson from the olympic project and that was our 14th episode okay so i was listening that to to that today uh, as i was delivering food around des moines um, I do like Grubhub on the side, but, um, <laughs> it, that's a good episode. And I also, so before it, dang, I tell you, I have like ADHD or something. Cause it's like question and it's, it's bounces around. So get ready. But, um, I'm totally fine. Uh, your Matthew Lowe episode. Okay. So here's the thing. So I have a list <laughs> where it's like, Oh, if I could talk to these people, it would be amazing. And this interview will never happen on any other podcast and no joke, Matthew Lowe. I was like, man, I, I bet I could like talk to Matthew. Lowe. And it's like, it's there. You have the Matthew Lowe interview and I'm listening to it today and it's really good. It's fantastic. And it's like, I'm like, well, that's the interview I would do. Like, I could maybe chat with him someday, but like you guys did a, a really good job. So Matthew Lowe, of course, is the son of Rob Lowe. And if uh, listeners have not watched the Rob Lowe files, I mean, you got to check it right. out. No, that's for it's sure. Awesome. And like it was so the, how I got hooked up with Matthew. I'm telling you, everything in my life as far as Bigfoot related. No, every person that I got hooked up with has been because of Bigfoot. The, yeah. How, Holiday Reinhardt, the, well, how I got hooked up with her is so Rain Wilson posted. He's like, hey, follow my wife, uh, Holiday Reinhardt. Okay. So I followed her. Okay. She followed me back. Then hmm. I was like, hey, I'm working on this little project um, about Bigfoot. If you're interested, she's like, yeah, keep me in the loop. No. So uh, I think about over a course of half a year, give or take like that, we eventually yeah. set up a time. I uh, made a script for the narration. Okay. And we went to their house and she did the narration. And this is how cool she is. She did it for free. She's like, it's my contribution to the universe. I'm going to throw my computer across the room, (laughs) across 235, and across uh, the Principal Park for Des Moines. Those are Des Moines regional references. Everyone else can just get out of here. 
but so you <laughs> went to Rain Wilson's. You went to Dwight Schrute's house. Yeah. Because oh my goodness, she's so cool. She gave me like a Dwight like, bobblehead, a T-shirt, and everything. I'm like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Dude, and then, are, are you kidding me right now? I'm not. And then the whole thing with Matthew Lowe is, I met Matt Moneymaker, or I tweeted something to Matt Moneymaker, and I met him. And then I did some work with Matt Moneymaker, became a member of the BFRO. Okay. And then Matt was like, hey, I want to introduce you to Rob Lowe and his sons because he did that thing on the Lowe files. Oh, my goodness. It's all so that you know. So that didn't happen. So I reached out to Matthew personally. And then him and I went bigfooting in Santa Barbara when I lived in California. Okay. And then we went another time out a place where I had a video, thermal video we'll talk probably talk about later. Yeah. So I've taken Matthew Lowe squatching a couple of times. And then wow. he was nice enough to go do our podcast with yeah. us. And yeah, that's how that a good happened. episode. Oh, it was so man. fun. A lot of fun stuff. <laughs> okay, back to Rain. We're, you're not getting away <laughs> that easy. Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, man. I just say that Dwight Schrute is a, as good a person as you would think he is in real life. He's nicer, I think, in real okay. life. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Because I don't think I could, I could, I can't, I won't say names, but I will say as a previous Uber driver <laughs> in Des Moines, picking up from Johnny's Steakhouse. No, no, no. Uh, oh, not Johnny's. Um, 801 Grand. Oh, downtown? Is that yeah. downtown? You hear stories. So if you pick up servers from 801 Grand, you hear stories about celebs that come to Des Moines. And you also hear about how some people are jerks, but I, I can't say names, but I'm glad that Dwight yeah. Shrew is real, is a, a real life, nice, awesome person. Thank you. Um, super humble guy, super humble. I love it. Um, oh, so tell me more about like, so you literally just hit up Matt Moneymaker on Twitter. Like, tell me more about that. Like that's an amazing connection to have right there. So, what ha actually what happened was I tweeted before I tweeted <laughs> I tweeted two people I okay. tweeted Cliff Barrickman from yeah. Finding Bigfoot this is before I actually met Cliff and I was like hey because mm. I lived in Ventura and I didn't really want to drive to the Sierras that's like four hours uh, from Ventura Northern California uh, or is that su Southern Southern okay it's not it's not too far okay. Ventura isn't too far from uh, Malibu or Santa Barbara Sure, I got you. So I tweeted Cliff. I was like, hey, we're in Southern California by LA. Is good to go. He's like, go out to this place. I don't want to mm. say the name of it because I still go out there when I do. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You, you don't give away your fishing <laughs> spot. My goodness, don't do it. Nope. So <laughs> no. he's like, go here. And so I went there uh, yeah. with some friends of mine visiting from Iowa, funny enough. Mm. And uh, the next morning we were hiking up and I found a track or a possible track. Wow. Cool. Unfortunately, I didn't have a ruler with me or anything, so I just took a picture of my foot next to it. And so I had okay. that for about a year. Okay. And then I just I decided to tweet uh, Matt Moneymaker from Finding Bigfoot about it. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I, want to meet, I may want to meet you out there because I'm meeting some other people that had a siding off the five highway going down from mm. my area. Okay. And then another lady that had a siding out there. So – Long story short, I met up with Matt, 
and then that's how I became friends with Matt. So that's crazy. That's also the same night that I had my encounter. So oh my one of my goodness. three encounters. Okay. Dude, so that is fun, so cool. Fun day. It's wow. fun. Yeah, totally. Um so let's see. So are you uh Iowa native then or it sounds like you lived in California or or what's the story there? Um I'm actually originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, cool. I was born there in 93 and then I lived in uh, Iowa from 2000 to 2011. Then uh Baja, California, Ensenada for 3 years mm-hmm. and then California for about four and a half years then moved back. Now I'm moving okay. to Florida next month. <laughs> but I mean, congratulations! Uh, no, I love Iowa. What, I want to be part. here. Yeah, no, oh, Iowa's great, right? I love I, Iowa too. I've been here for ten years. It's my favorite place I've ever lived. Um, yeah, I think by Boynton Beach, Florida. Well, Sounds familiar. It's not too, not too far from Miami. Okay. Give or take an hour, hmm. something like that. <laughs> Should be fun. Not wow. looking forward to it. So. Man, are you gonna uh, get involved with some skunk ape stuff down there? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I might have to. You might have to. You might have to might go have to Gatorland to. and meet the social distancing <laughs> skunk ape. Skunk ape. Uh, I, I was saying about heading up the Appalachian Trail since I'm not gonna be terribly far from. Yeah, there. yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun hike. I so I grew up in New England. I've um, I've hiked uh, all of Massachusetts and Connecticut. Uh, it's a beautiful trail. If you if you have the chance to hike any of that, it's a good time. You'll like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like a lot of trail hiking. I usually don't go unarmed. I usually go armed. Well, I mean, there worry is about lions and bears, uh, there's stories of of people. I mean, stuff happens when you like hiking now versus hiking in the well. 20 years ago is a different story. You know, unfortunately <laughs> yeah. you got people getting mugged when they're hiking now. That's not fun. So protection nope. is good. Protection. Uh-huh. Is good. Um, let's see. Uh, you, you said you had a story about um, uh, a thermal or a FLIR. Or... Yeah, I got a uh, FLIR uh, thermal video. of. Oh man. Of a what I'm pretty sure is a Bigfoot. There's I don't, really, I can't think of anything else it could have been. So, and that was the same night that I met Matt, moneymaker oh, wow. too. So, I was. It was like one of those things where you go out there not expecting anything to happen, and something mm-hmm. happens. Like I was dead set, like dude, there's nothing that's gonna happen. Sure. And sure enough, bam. I mean, it's not the greatest footage. Um, ever. I'll send it to okay. you later or something. Okay. It's not, but it's not public. Um, I, I just kind of feel like I was. Uh, I don't know if you listened to our early podcast episodes, Kit Morrill. I will He's be like, completely honest. I've listened to two episodes, and um, you are on the list of stuff that I listen. Like it's good, so I will listen to it. It's good, but no, I have not. Don't don't worry. Um, okay. Kit Marvel is like, if I have any Bigfoot evidence, the last place I'm going to go to is YouTube or Facebook and post no. stuff like that. You guys just said that in um, the Shane. Literally, I just listened to the Shane Court Corson 
uh, or that episode that came out and you said it in that episode too, that just released, like the last thing I want to do is put it on social media. Yeah. Because like yeah. there's so much stuff on social media. People are going to do yep. like this and that, this and that. Yeah, about totally. It. Totally. I don't know. I mean, unless it was like really, really good, I might consider it, but it's just like one of those, uh, there's something there, but not damning enough you know what i'm saying yeah no i got you i got you oh i so i've thought uh i i've got something to tell you and 700 listeners um (laughs) this is a fun this is a fun story so when i'm when i used to drive uber before covid i would sometimes get weird weird rides right so i'm driving over you know the easter lake area of des moines Uh uh-huh yeah okay so i'm uh, dropping off this person and we go around a corner and like you start driving through a swamp and like there's mist there's fog everywhere it's super scooby-dooby scooby-dooby but and then check this out so we go around a corner and like no joke there's this huge lake and on an island in the middle of the lake there's a building that looks just like the jurassic park visitor center you know, you can picture that in your mind, right? Like, yeah. I can. What in the world is that? And then there's a sign in front of it, and it's like Great Ape Research Center. And what? I'm like, I tried to look it up. There's not a lot of information on it, but I found like, so you know on Instagram how you can like look at the um, location. You can look up and places. And I found pictures tagged pictures. there. Yeah. And it's literally like this research facility on the middle of an island in a lake in Easter Lake region of Southeast Des Moines, where they're like researching great apes and like sign language and stuff. But I'm like, Oh my goodness. It was the creepiest thing ever. I was like, come on. Is it abandoned? No, it's still going on. So I'm like, Oh my goodness. Could you imagine like, there's gotta be like crazy connections you could get out of that or like volunteer. Oh, I gotta go check this out before. Dude. Yeah. I I don't know if you could get in there, but like check, at least check it out. Look try it up. Buy it or something. Yeah, it's it's creepy. It's so creepy, dude. You'll love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea that was there. Yeah, and like you wouldn't expect that to be in Des Moines, right? Uh, of chance. all places. No, of all state, places. Not Des Moines. Not Des Moines. I mean, not Des Moines, in Iowa. Des Moines growing slowly, you know. But I don't think it's that growing that fast to be that cool yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're slowly getting cool, right? Yeah, as people as people leave like California and stuff, I think they're coming to the uh, Midwest. Um, that they are they are fleeing the bigger cities. But anyways, exactly. Um, oh man, so tell me like what what it what's it like? Uh, so you actually hung out with with Matt Moneymaker and Cliff and all those guys. And you were, so you were involved with an actual episode of finding Bigfoot that was on your, uh, your sheet too. Right. So I was, uh, I was going to be interviewed. I, from what I was hearing, I was going to be interviewed for a sighting that I had out there. Okay. It was my first visit out there. But um, when they filmed the very last episode of finding Bigfoot, hmm. the, it was, I can't remember can't remember what month it was it was earlier in the year okay so there was still snow and the gates were closed up there so i couldn't get in and so one of the producers uh rpg he was actually like the guy on the um 
Expedition Bigfoot show. It's the same dude. RPG. Well, RPG was on a Supernatural episode of Finding Bigfoot when Bobo went yes. with them. And yes. then, but RPG was on Expedition Bigfoot. Oh He's the one that got goodness. the headache and had to leave. I never made that connection. Yeah, you're so, totally right. So RPG was like, "Hey, hang around, and uh, I'll see if you see if there's anything." Dude. Like last minute, like when the day was ending, he's like, "Do you want to be in a recreation?" Of somebody signing was like, "Yes." Yes, no doubt. And so that was the first time I ever actually met. I think that was the first time I ever met Rowdy from the Bluff Creek Project. Okay. Who worked for Finding Bigfoot? Um, oh. So he drove me up with somebody else that was in the recreation, um, and then we shot the recreation. And wow. I think like almost a year later, it felt like uh, yeah. it finally came out. And I was like, yes, it's me. Wow. It was so much fun. Oh, man. <laughs> Surreal. It. Well, it wasn't like being on Survivor or anything, but. Yeah, it's but it's just, still cool. It's Yeah, it's cool enough for me. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, totally. Totally. So much um, fun. So is the main goal i'm gonna go go back a few steps again the main goal of the bluff creek uh project and i'm sure this is on your website i apologize i haven't deep dived it yet that's um, all good what so i know i could guess one of the big goals is to investigate that film site and figure everything out and document it are there other goals that you guys have as well I would say the main goal is to try and hopefully catch Bigfoot on camera. But that's cool. You know, that's kind of a long shot with any project involved in Bigfoot. Right. Um, but there's still goals of trying to figure out where Patty was exactly, you know, how figure out the height and stuff she is. Because oh, that's still, yeah. that's still like a debate on, oh, she was this tall or she was that tall. And it's just still ongoing. So we're mm. we're working on some cool things with some eight millimeter cameras and stuff like that. Oh no way! I don't know. I don't know what okay. I'm. I should say or how much I can say from that. So nah, you don't have I to mean, get into details. That's fine. But I mean, as far but. as that, some of it's public. So we're using eight okay. millimeter cameras out there to try and okay. figure out what lens Roger used and stuff like oh, that. Wow. So, so that's still yeah. that's still ongoing and it's getting. There's a lot of cool stuff we're doing with that. Um, I, I can say this, Robert Leiterman, who's a, mm -hmm. who's a member of the Bluffy project. Yep. We're planning, we're uh, writing a book or he's writing a book oh, about all the research that's Bluff Creek project has done. So that's going to be cool. So I think that's coming out in October. So I wow, want to, really? I want to get a copy of that. That'll be really cool. Dude, that's going to be legit. Um, so something you said uh gave me so do you actually have like a have you figured out um uh, looking at the the frames like the actual track that patty made or you're trying to figure that out like you know this is the trail that she was walking on like you can tell definitely the area but like you know the actual track of the bigfoot like the path she took yeah yeah um as far as that goes we're pretty close we're mm -hmm we're pretty close um, to know what path she took. Um, that's still one of the things we're figuring out, but that again, it come, all comes down to the, uh, the size of the lens Roger used. Cause 
mm-hmm. those old 16 millimeter cameras, it, there's different right. perspectives of depth and how far things are, oh. close things are, you know, in relation to like a tree or something. Okay. So, and when you go to the film site, it doesn't look anything like it did in 67 because no. it's no. all overgrown now. Yeah. So, in that, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It was, it's just like, I think they were saying Patty was, so if you look at one of the stumps in the video, mm-hmm. apparently she yep. was like a hundred feet towards the, uh, the stumps a hundred feet behind her, I guess, mm-hmm. which I think it kind of makes sense. I don't know. I'm loosely kind of just saying things right now about it, but no, no, I, I, t- so it, it would be like having watched that video, what you're saying makes a lot of sense because it's like, yeah, it's all about perspective and where Patty is in reference to things. So I, I totally um, am getting what you're saying. Um, the, the thing with the, the film lens, that's interesting information. So is a thing where like, I wonder, well, man, I, I don't know. Even if you ask Bob Gimlin, it'd be like, hey, you wouldn't have yeah, one of the lenses, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think, I think if somebody knew by now, we would have had it. Yeah, so, yeah. And I think the other problem is, uh, you know, you could get a camera that Roger used or almost right. like one, but it doesn't mean the lens is always going to be the same exact thing back then because everything is different. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's the same exact model and everything, that's which I think we have it. We're just trying to figure out the lens now, so that's the hard part. There's it's, so many variables so, with that. I know, but the yeah. Bluff Creek Project guys—they've done such amazing work, and they still do it every year. And they go down there frequently, and they're always working on it. So we're getting closer and closer. Um, so that's that's really cool and exciting. That's awesome. To find out all these it. details that need to be answered, you know. Yeah. So we're getting there. I love it. Slowly but surely. Yeah. And I mean, if, man, if you could, like, just taking the data you have right now, making a book out of that, that'd be amazing, dude. Well, like, well keep going. They, the Bluff Creek or Robert, they like, um, they filmed a lot of stuff when they were trying to find the film site. So there was like so much video of them researching it. And I don't know how many hours of video it was. And Robert was like, I went back and was transcripting everything in those videos. I was like, that's so much work. Dude, there's places (laughs) you can pay to do that for you. You don't have to be doing that. Like you can go to like, is it rev.com or something like if um, it's money, but you can pay people like, that's a lot of work. I used to do transcription. Like, Oh, yeah. I, oh, I think with Robert, he's really hands-on kind of people. So we oh, kind of yeah, like to sure. make sure everything, yep, every detail is right. Yeah. And there's stuff you might want to leave out too. So just, it all kind of comes down to what he wants to do. I mean, he's written books before, so he's no stranger to writing. Okay. So, if he's going to, I'll let him do the books and I'll do the podcast. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, oh, I, so I have questions about podcasts and this is probably going to be like snore city for the listeners, but whatever, because <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> um, hey, look, your, go home if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I love you guys. So uh, <laughs> is your podcast available on iTunes? 
That so I am trying because to I can find it, dude. I am new, so I'm new to podcasting. Okay, but I kind of figured out how to do lip sync. I'm using lip syncs on pain. Okay, to put it on Spotify, but I'm still trying Ooh, to figure out how really? to do everything else. Oh yeah. So that's hmm. the holdup right now for me. Once I can figure really? that out, that's going to be very nice. So, if anybody knows how to do it, hit me up. <laughs> I will tell you, I don't. Um, but I will also tell you that, so I use like Buzzsprout, okay. which is pretty cool. But they're nice because I can um, submit to like 15 different directories, um, including Spotify. Uh, but dude, yeah. So the the podcast is amazing, guys. If you haven't heard the... So you look up Bluff Creek Project Podcast. Um, it's a mouthful. Right now you have to find it. It's on Spotify only. Spotify I I, and YouTube. So, yeah, if you're looking at it on, like, podcast form, you got to go to Spotify. But, yeah, if you got to figure that out because, like, once this guy hits um, iTunes and um, – It would be, like, yeah, just like look up the top Amazon – Amazon, Pandora, and stuff like that. Yeah, so get it on all the big. Like, I can see this becoming huge. Like, once you get it on iTunes, Apple, it's gonna be like this guy's gonna explode. Like, it's awesome. That, it sounds like you got some, Yeah, you got some good <laughs> guests uh, coming up in the future. I mean, just the fact that you're gonna get like um, Holiday Reinhorn, right? That, that yeah. name is amazing. Um, Such a cool as name as a guest. <laughs> like, that's really cool. That's really cool. It, um, she's been the hardest one to get on the show because her, I mean, they're very nice people, but you know they live really busy lives. So oh yeah, sure. So I don't know um, for people who don't know how to do well. I'm like I said, I'm still learning, so I don't pretend like mm-hmm. I know everything. Mm-hmm. But for people who are getting into it, getting guests, I think oh. is one of the hardest parts. It's so <laughs> hard, dude. <laughs> the hardest parts of the whole thing because you got to get their schedule with your schedule down. And you got to make sure they know how to get, you know, hooked up where you can do the episode. It's so much work. So um, I use it and you know this because you use, you signed up through it, but that Calendly, Calendly website I use, it's like 12 bucks a month, but it is so nice because it like syncs with your calendars that you have. So you can block days out and then you can like be like, okay, you can sign up for a 30, 60 minute spot and then how many days out puts it in your court. And then like, if you're having to ask the guest stuff before, like, Hey, are you okay with this? Are you okay with this? You can set it up as a question. They have to do yes or no to like, you saw that part too. Like it really takes yeah. the, uh, so that's like, there's ways to take the pain points out of that, but then, yeah, it's all about having connections too. Cause yeah. like, that's a different thing. So like it has gotten to the point where like um I'll just throw it out there. And like some of my best interviews, like Josh, it's a fantastic interview, and he's just a guy who's like, Hey, I can come on the podcast, let's chat. And that was a powerhouse episode. And then, you know, you approach me, it's going great so far, I think. Uh it's pretty I think amazing. So too. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh but yeah, sometimes um so my buddy Josh, in his episode, he says, uh, don't, don't sell yourself short. You ask not because 
or you have not because you asked not, right? Exactly. Because I'm always like, oh, I don't know if I could ever get anyone like, you know, <laughs> Rob Lowe or anything. Well, did you, have you ever <laughs> asked Rob Lowe or have you tried to connect, get a connection? Well, no. Well then, duh, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's exactly how I got the interview with Melissa Berkman. So how did you get that one? He just reached out and like, hey, I want to interview you. Okay. Have you heard the Mothboy, Matt? You know the Mothboys podcast? I think I've heard of it, but I haven't listened. Okay. So I have an episode where it's with Mothboy, Matt, who's a host out of there. And during the episode we chatted, he was like, oh, yeah, I know Melissa Berkman. You should totally chat with her. He's like, I could never, you know, talk to like, you know, someone like upper echelon of, of Bigfootery. And he's like, <laughs> dude, just just go for it. And like, yeah, she was all for it. And that's one been one of my most fun interviews so far. That like, was I a good it. one. Yeah. That was a, I listened to it. I was like, that's super cool. And because of that, I guess that's how you heard about the podcast, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, you never th- know what connections. It's like super cool. Now you need to ask Melissa to ask Cliff <laughs> for you to interview. <laughs> Wait, no, I, no one heard that. Play cool, Tate. Play cool. I did, not, t- say, play I did cool. not say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. So it's, they're on the list. You have a list of people you watch out with. I'm sure of it. You have a mental list. I have a list, too. Sometimes I shoot for the stars and yeah. I fail. But you know what? But, in a world, in this world nowadays, you got to be used to rejection. That's right. And that's right. the Bible says keep on knocking and it will be open to you. That's true. That's true. Throwing some uh, Bible verses out there. That's right. Throwing the Old and the New Testament, Tate. I love it. <laughs> um, train of thought got derailed. Oh, um, I asked this. So I asked this question. I like to ask this one. So how was it? What set you on the path to being into Bigfoot and weird stuff? What was it? Honestly? Um I think it had to do with my childhood. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, my dad was an alcoholic for a lot of my younger life. Mm. So, you know, when you're a young kid, you kind of um, take things in and then express yeah. them in totally. different outlets. Okay. So I think the way I expressed myself or like try to look for outlets was more in weirder things. Oh, wow. <laughs> like Loch Ness and like yeah, Loch, yeah. Loch Ness Monster and aliens and Bigfoot. And, okay. Um, I was actually living in Des Moines when I got heavily like interested in Bigfoot and I was watching the oh, really? passing. I was like, I used to watch the passing Green film all the time. Like it was like my favorite thing to watch. Totally. And I was like, so interested. I was like, this is cool. And then my dad told me that his aunt uh, saw Bigfoot in Missouri a no long time way. ago. Really? And then a, f- a friend of mine's grandpa said they saw one on their land. And so I've kind of, heard stories and been interested in it and so it wasn't until we moved up to california we actually i finally did something about my interest in bigfoot and yeah. wanted to pursue something with it I love so it. It, and it's everybody's weird there's no getting around that i don't care who you are that's true that's true and weird people like weird things and bigfoot's mm-hmm. a weird thing and so it's just par for the course for me yep. <laughs> really that i got into it i think some people have gotten to the point in their life where they're like you know what i don't care what people think i'm just gonna like go for it and, and have a good time see what i can figure out 
you know? And that's exactly what yeah. I do. I like that. Um, like, hey, you know what? I don't care. I like it. It makes me happy. It's something to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm tired of this crazy world and all the... Cons- oh, yeah. There's so, totally. there's so much going on. I don't want to waste my time with. It's nuts, dude. <laughs> I'm it's like, like I'd where do you even be- start? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'd rather be in the mm-hmm. forest not worrying about what's going on. True. Um, here's a question for you. What's the craziest Iowa Bigfoot thing you've heard so far? A possible wood mock. That's really about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that in Central or, or was that like Northeast or what? Um, it's kind of by Earlham, Iowa. Oh yeah. Okay, I could see that. that yep. Yep. Totally. And there's wow. another. There's another wow. place, kind of, maybe thirty minutes south of Indianola, almost like forty-five oh. minutes from Missouri. Yeah. There's yep. a couple of places down there I like going to. You oh, might. Totally you might know what they are actually. But um. Well, I've got relatives, uh, south of Des Moines, but I don't. I know that area you're talking about and like I could totally see that in the northeast region being the squatchy regions big time. Yeah. Well finding Bigfoot did an episode in uh northern Iowa, kind mm-hmm. of by the Illinois border. I haven't been yep. there yet. But I was like, if they're there, why wouldn't they be over here and down there in this parts of Iowa? Yeah. You know, uh, let's listen to the episode I did with uh Rick. Relis from I Know Squatch, and he talks about his uh, sighting in Backbone State Park. Dude, and how he gets chased out of the the park by a Bigfoot. It's I awesome. need to, I need to go before I leave. I need to go squatching one more time before I leave Des Moines. Oh yeah, what's the ultimate like? Uh, it, well, if it's ultimate, you're not going to tell me where it is because it's going <laughs> to be amazing. So I won't even ask. But uh, it's well, here's I don't know it's. By me saying anything here, it's not really giving anything away because there's not much going on. Okay. I mean, if you're going to do big footing in the Midwest, mm. go to Minnesota or Southern yes, Missouri. Totally. I mean, here in Iowa, you might hear something, but you're more likely to hear a squirrel than anything else. Maybe a coyote if you're lucky. Yeah. These things are so right. dang hard yeah. to get a response out of. But no, um, Erlon, Iowa, yep. and then the other place I'm talking about, Stephen State Forest. Stephen, that sounds really familiar. It's yeah. south of Indianola, like maybe 30, yep. 40 minutes. I, I know I've seen I've seen uh, signs for it. Okay, that's where I um, go sometimes. That's awesome. Thank you. I will keep that on the mental list to check out. Yeah. Um, did you ever make it over to the, the Van Meter Visitor Festival? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good time. If you get the chance, if you're ever back, so you're probably leaving before, like, well, I don't even know if they're going to have it. They're going to have it right now, but I'm, I'm guessing it'll be canceled because of COVID. But mm, it's a fun little uh, cryptid festival in Van Meter. You know where Van Meter is, right? Oh, uh, Yeah. Uh, like just west of uh, like Waukee and west of Moines. Yeah, it's not too far. It's pretty close. Yeah. 
pretty much they saw a pterodactyl there that had a laser shooting out of its head in the late 1800s and it terrorized the town and it flew out to a yeah and wait and it flew out to a mine outside of town and the posse from the town trapped it there and then uh, blasted it to hell is what the actual des moines register article from the late 1800s says that's legit yeah so yeah so van meter has a, a festival a day festival every year and like um Last year, like Linda Godfrey was there, uh, you know, Beast of Bray Road. Yeah. And then um, uh, Jay Pachochin was there from uh, Finding Jay. Like he does Bigfoot stuff up in uh, Wisconsin. And then um, Nash Hoover from Chasing Legends. Like it's kind of like getting to be a big uh, festival. But they have a walking tour where you can walk through the town in a group and like they'll say like, okay, this is the part where like the bank – owner tried to shoot at the the van meter visitor and like it's awesome dude super hokey and fun what in the world that's insane i talk about on every episode well thunderbird but it's pretty much pterodactyl with a laser shooting out of it but um, that sounds like a video game oh wouldn't that be amazing someone make a van meter visitor video game please i want to see that in a Uh, t-shirt too (laughs) well you know what you can (laughs) Uh, my buddy Strangeology has made one, which is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can get one. But uh, s- your your episode with um, Matthew Lowe brought up a really interesting point, which is um, the kill don't kill. Yeah, Bigfoot. Like that was very interesting in a way that I was like, you know what? it makes sense. You know, it's a thing where it's like, if you look at the history of how it works out, there has to be one where they have to, they have to get a specimen. I mean, personally, I'm not going to be the one that does it. No, I I don't think I could either. At the same time, I'm not going to stop anyone or tell anyone not to. Because like Matthew said on the episode, You'd be actually, yeah, you'd be killing one. That sucks. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you'd be doing the species a favor yeah. by killing one in order to protect them. I mean, you know the saying, taking one for the team. <laughs> I think that applies here. <laughs> That's like saying, uh, talking to a, a pig, like, yeah, take one for the team. We need bacon. Like, <laughs> I get what you mean, though. That's funny. Um, oh, geez. Yeah, no one wants to see a Bigfoot killed, but we also want to see the scientific community take it seriously. So that's a tough oh, one. That's for sure, yeah. Yeah. And Until we have a body, it's oh, mm-hmm. it's just going to be the same back and forth and, on what it is, you know? Totally. Yep. The same thing is, that's been going on for years. What's this, that, you know? And you got the woo yeah. side saying that, there's portals and oh yeah stuff like portals that portals and orbs and it's or then like you have the other side you know the people who I'm on that side that believes it's flesh and blood I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything spiritual about them really I just think they're rare but a portal I mean come on there's, so there's crazy things on the earth but I don't believe in a portal. So it's a thing. So 
the thing with this podcast is like, it's fun because I like getting people on here and you speak what you, what you believe and let's chat about it. And I'm not going to judge you. Right. Because I just want to know your story. Exactly. Personally, what I, what I would align with more is uh, there being more like a wood ape, like the area X guys. Yeah. I could totally see that being a case where it's like, you know, what was it? The early 1800s when um, the lowland gorilla was discovered in Africa. I think something like who's that. somewhere around there. It's who's to say that that couldn't be the case in the Pacific Northwest or the crazy mountains of Oklahoma. It could. And because we're too busy looking down at our phones, there's no way Bigfoot's getting discovered now, you know, because no. we're too busy Facebooking. But exactly. Yeah. Well, back, back then people, it was either just go out in the forest or mm -hmm. that was really, <laughs> that was really about it. There wasn't much to do. And like you said, nowadays we're so surrounded by technology. Yeah. And that's another thing we talked to Matthew about. Oh, is yeah, like, do yeah, you exactly. like, you know, do you like going out and not being in, you know, cell reception? He's like, yeah, I like it. And oh, it's so cool. I think it's important for you the younger generation to learn that again, to experience that. Yeah. Cause you kind of, you kind of, um, you take wilderness for granted, I think would be the right way to say it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you have technology at your fingertips everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, I think more, totally. more and more people are losing um, their touch with nature. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only reason you see people out in nature is because their parents drug them out there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that the resurgence with people getting into the weird might be people that are fed up with technology or like you see that resurgence where it's like people like, you know, homesteading or like going like tiny house or I, I think people are getting to the point where they're like, you know what? There's, 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 some, there's something else. There's something else, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Totally it's see that. So fed up with this technology. Technology is <laughs> yeah. cool. It's like, it, you can like, keep in touch with your friends and everything. It's a good but tool. At the same time, it can be very annoying. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like, it's super annoying. You get these stupid unlisted calls selling you something like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. Getting sick of it. All the time. All the time. Um, what is, tell us what's next for the, the Bluff Creek. Uh, so do you, when you guys talk about yourselves, do you, is the all encompassing thing like the Bluff Creek project and then everything else falls under that? Is that kind of how you talk about? Like if we're on a TV show or something or like, um, you've got like the project and then underneath it, you've got like, um, the film stuff and the podcast, like those things kind of fit underneath it or. Yeah. I think those come like secondary. Okay. Um, but like, um, if they're on a TV show, they'll, they kind of say, they don't really say what we've done really. Mm -hmm. Um, like Robert Leiderman was on finding Bigfoot. He was, he did mm -hmm. a, a, the solo one with cliff in the last mm -hmm. episode. And cliff said they were with, he's with the Bluff Creek project and then they 
they put up trail cameras in the film mm-hmm. side area to try and get a Bigfoot, hopefully. And he mentioned that. And then a travel, I think it was a travel channel episode on Bigfoot said the same thing that they were up there doing that. Okay. So, so but people find out about the podcast through like our Facebook and Instagram gotcha. and stuff like that. Or if I, if I or anyone else in the project talks to people, we might mention it to them. Gotcha. So that's really about how you find out about that kind of stuff. So it's just, you know, sometimes you got to do your research when you want to find out about people too. That That's true. It's not going to hand itself to you. You never know. It's not going to hand itself to you. So what would be um what would be the preferred way that you would say if people want to keep up to date with uh with what you're doing um just in in general you know bigfoot wise what would be the things they would want to check out for tate so i do have a personal instagram but mm-hmm. i have a rule that if i haven't met you yet that i don't <laughs> friend you or accept a friend request yeah like I, you're I fine that's a good I t- thing yeah you're you're totally fine i know you um but i'm pretty active on instagram on because i run the the podcast bluff creek podcast one yep so if you want to follow up that that's bluff creek project podcast all one word okay or you can follow bluff creek project on instagram um um and if you want to follow the facebook one we all post on that one which is bluff creek project so those are good ways to get a hold of me or anybody else on the project team. Okay. And you guys have a website, correct? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think you do. Uh. <laughs> I don't have my other phone with me. I'm looking. Oh, you're good. You're good. It's block Bluff Creek project Blogspot, I think. Yes. Uh, tell you what i will actually have it in the show notes but i believe you're actually right because i remember thinking i haven't seen a blog spot in a while but that's cool yeah so yeah, that'll they're be gonna, like they're gonna tease me about stuff. that later <laughs> they'll be like you should have remembered it <laughs> no sweat no sweat um also and um the podcast this is really important guys um so tate is getting has people on the podcast that is making me jealous. So that should tell you something like, as in I'm happy for you guys, like it's amazing. But right now for you to listen to it, you have to go to Spotify and you have to type in Bluff Creek Project Podcast specifically. And the, um, the photo- Same thing really on cool. YouTube. Yep. It's a, it's a really cool like guy in the dark with a flashlight. It's cool stuff. But um, yeah, sounds like in the future, you'll, you'll be able to find it on other podcast venues. But for now, check out Spotify good stuff and anything else that uh uh you would want to uh plug before the end of the episode tape i i uh, covered uh all i think what i needed to do yeah cool cool (laughs) well at this point uh we've uh, almost come to the end of the hour it's been a super fun chatting with you um we are going to stay on a little bit uh, after this so we can have Bigfoot Society After Dark and Tate's going to share some some stories and fun stuff for our Patreon uh, subscribers, uh, patreon.com slash Bigfoot Society. Um, but yeah, uh, as of this 
time. Uh, we are done with the main part of the podcast. Tate, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you're definitely a friend of the podcast. Can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. And when your book comes out in the, the fall, we'll have to chat again in the future with that. Yes. Thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one. And uh, keep, you know, I got to find a tagline for the end. That's kind of my deal is like trying to tagline. But, you know, I'll talk to you next, guys. Have a fun, <laughs> squatchy time. All right. Wow. What a fun interview with Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project podcast. Uh, keep an eye out for the book that they'll have coming out uh, later this fall and some other things. Uh, that I can just say are are amazing. So definitely subscribe to these guys on podcast and uh, of course subscribe to them on Spotify and then uh, other platforms as they uh, start to get those set up. Uh, thanks again for spending your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Um, if you have any cool sightings, you can always Send those in an email to BigfootSociety at gmail.com. Again, follow along with the community uh, at Bigfoot Society on Instagram. And you can also go to our website, of course, BigfootSocietyPodcast.com for merch, uh, blog posts, recommended items that we think are cool that you'll want to check out, and also a way to uh, support the podcast by going to recommended items clicking on whatever's in there and we're part of the amazon affiliates program so then anything you buy on amazon within 24 hours after clicking the links in there will give us a percentage of that so that we can help support the podcast Um, have a great rest of your week guys and we'll see you next time one more thing before we go bigfoot society wouldn't be the way that it is without the support of our loyal patreon members we'd like to Take a minute to thank Surfetes and Josh from the Starfall Collective. Thank you both for being loyal Patreon subscribers. If you want to check that out, check out our website, BigfootSocietyPodcast.com, and go ahead and click on Patreon. But as always, thanks guys for being loyal supporters, and have a great week.